penises. You know what? I didn't think about it before I said that, but let's see if penises shows up when we uh, start the actual show. Hey, everybody, it's the Noise Brigade. I'm Bobby. He's Tom, and you can probably already tell how the hell this episode's going to go. Tom, how are you? I'm good, man. We're just uh, off to the races here, aren't we, on this one already? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is uh, this is what happens <laughs> when, when Bobby has a migraine and decides that it's still a good idea to to record an episode here so this should be uh this should be super fun and i'm i'm definitely not at all riled up and and angry so um so yeah this episode uh we're gonna do this is actually based on um me playing the hell out of pokemon legends arceus or arceus i don't know how you actually pronounce it i'll show sure we'll get some hate mail on that um so it's tom have you played it at all have you seen much about it no, okay, so I have not yet, um, and it's pronounced Arceus. Arceus, okay. Arceus. Arceus? Oh, Arceus. Okay. Thank you, Google. Um, but no, I haven't, um, you know, really, you know, I haven't done much with it uh, since. My kids do a lot of the Sword and Shield stuff still, and, um, you know, the, the, some of the other uh, things they've gotten into with it. I haven't seen, I've seen it, haven't, haven't done anything with it yet, so you're... You know, you were kind of the uh, the precipice for this one um, in sense that you were playing that, and then you shot me a text message and said, you know, um, something to the effect of, um, and I, I'll just I'm, I'm going to paraphrase you on this because I think this is a very open ended topic, but it kind of boils down to um, modern graphics and gaming, and I want you to kind of run through us on what the the the, the concept here is. So basically. You know, modern gaming takes very many forms. Um, it's different for everybody, but everybody, when you think of gaming and you think of the different generations, you expect, or at least, you know, we were conditioned to expect a great leap in the graphics. You know, what makes a game next gen? What is What can this game system do? The ones that came out before it couldn't do, right? I mean, that's what I always... What's the first thing, uh, you know, the first thing you do when you get a new system, it's kind of like the first thing you do when you get a new TV is you find, try to find the most spectacular thing that shows off the new graphical prowess of whatever it is that you're trying to mess with. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with exactly consoles, um, computers um, over the years, whether it was just, you know, it's funny how that's kind of gone where it's like traditional desktop and then it's like the whole goal is to get it smaller and smaller and smaller. And then the gaming industry explodes and now it's back to this gigantic desktops. Um, but then, but the whole point is like now you have these like super fast, the, you know, the, the graphics are insane. Um, but the, like you said to the television, same deal. It's like, I want to see how crystal clear the, the different shades of blue, you know, it, it's weird how, you know, one little thing can make such a big difference, especially nowadays. Right. Like I want to see the individual nose hairs on the actor. That's, that's all my TV, you know, like with 4k and 8k and 24k. And, but as, yeah. uh, yeah, exactly. But as, as you were, as you were saying though, in the text, and like I said, I'll paraphrase you here on this. Does that necessarily make it great? Right. Or, and so, or, or vice versa. Right. Does a does a game have to have great graphics to be a great game? And I mean, on the on the surface, you know, you can say no, no, clearly no. But 
dig in a little bit. And that's where I kind of wanted to take this is I kind of wanted to like deconstruct the question a little bit and, and dig way too far into it, I guess, is is really what we're doing with it. Um, because and what made me think of this is there's been a lot of hate online for Arceus, for Pokemon Legends Arceus, um, because it's not it's not maybe what everybody thought it was going to be um, when it was announced Everybody seemed to think it was going to be this open world game. It was going to be, um, oh, the graphics, are, it's going to be like Breath of the Wild, but for Pokemon, and, and it's going to be this, and it's going to be that. And then as stuff started trickling out, and you started seeing some of the graphical limitations of the game, people started getting worried, and they're like, oh my god, what, what are they doing? And then as it came out and they saw, like, people were like, oh, no, it's it's okay. It's just, that's, that's you know, demo stuff. It, it's not the finished product. But then it came down to when it came out and a lot of the graphical issues that people saw in the demos, or, or not in the demos, but in, like, the, the, the demo videos and stuff like that, it was kind of, that stuff was there still. Like, the Pokemon, if they're farther away, they kind of, they have a limited um, animation, and one of the other things is like the like the trees don't look great or there's pop up and, and stuff like that. And maybe the draw distances is, is, isn't as good as some people would like. But I still sitting here today playing this game. I look at it and I play it and it's absolutely the best Pokemon game that I've ever played. It is, is the it? most fun that I've had with a Pokemon game. And I've played I've played pretty much every main game. Right. You know? And I think that it speaks to that. And and look, let's let's kind of rewind a little bit just being on this. Let's obviously this is on the Nintendo Switch, correct? Yes. You know, so um, you know, I, I, you and I've had this conversation before. Um, whether it's on or off pod. Um, but, you know, we've talked about the technical limitations of the Switch anyway. And I've even commented on how when it was originally released, it was pretty much old hardware then comparatively, um, you know, based on the specifications. You're playing in a limited sandbox, you know, as it is. If, if you're developing a game meant to be played on that system hands down that's just how it is right um and and quite frankly every pokemon game i've played every pokemon game i've seen up to that one i have no uh, uh you know a no frame of reference i've not touched that one yet um doesn't exactly light the world on fire that way but that's not the way that's supposed to be <laughs> you know it's right i don't know i don't you know it's a triple even, a title Right. Uh, without even having any kind of, you know, frame of reference on that specific game. I mean, I, I still don't understand how the expectations could be that either great for it or like what would the comparison would be, you know, because it's it just I don't know. That's a weird one. Well, honestly, I think part of the issue is people like I said, it is a triple A title. People expect, you know, that it's going to at some point catch up to Mario, catch up to Zelda, and that Nintendo is going to treat it like it's one of its top tier properties, which honestly, I feel like it does. Again, I haven't played the spinoff games, but 
but Pokemon is everywhere, right? Right. And so I think when they started to see some of the scope of this game, because it, it is, it's a very, so where in Pokemon Sword and Shield, there was a couple main zones. This has these big expansive areas that you can go to one or you know go from one to the other to the other to the other but they're not all linked together you have to go back to a central hub mm-hmm. and what people were expecting was oh i'm going to be able to go from this section to this section to this section seamlessly and it's going to have all the pokemon and it's going to do this and it's going to do that and initially like i said it looked initially like it was going to be more in the mold of breath of the wild where it was just everything was beautiful. But honestly, it has its own art style. And I think that this stuff works for what it is, for the art style they used. Would I like to see less pop in? Yes. Would I like to see a greater draw distance? Yes. Would I like to see the Pokemon moving fully? If I can see them on my screen, I feel like they should kind of be moving fully. But you know what? It kind of works for what this is. But people just can't take it for that because let's face it what is a video game a hardcore gamer's favorite pastime it's not Uh, playing the games no it's bitching about the games right exactly and you know really the other thing too is that you know for the positive side of it it's just the sheer enjoyment which has nothing to do with the graphics or any of the little nitnoid things that you know, that's what I was thinking more of the glass half full when you phrased that. I was thinking more pure enjoyment. That's right. why, like, even though you have these, I, I think it's the hardcore fans that will sit there and really nitpick things um, that way. But I look, I always go back to, um, you know, speaking of, you know, look, uh, we'll talk about this in terms of time. Let's pretend Tecmo Super Bowl was released today. And compare that to Madden. I'm going to tell you to this day that that's still a more fun experience. And I'm going to enjoy that a lot more. So regardless of the graphics, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> that's just how that is. Um, yeah, no, but you're not wrong. I mean, that's what they like to do. They like to nitpick and they like to find the everything that's wrong with it. And just because this shadow is not in the right spot or this doesn't move as fast or as far as it should. But then they kind of, I don't know if people focus on that and then they lose sight of the actual game. It's not enjoyable. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, and that's, and I think that, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think that they focus on that stuff. They focus on the nitpicky stuff. And it's like they lose the ability to enjoy the game from that stuff, you know, from these little things. Now, and, and I'll tell you this too. I actually, at one point, when I when I first started playing it, and I first started getting into it, and I'm like, okay, I see what people are talking about. I see why they're complaining. And my initial thought on it was, I will be, I would be willing to bet that before COVID happened, and before the chip shortage happened, before everybody was having trouble getting their hands on on hardware, I'll bet you Nintendo thought they were going to have the quote unquote Switch Pro out. And I think they thought that they were going to be that the developer thought they were going to be working with stronger hardware, and that this would be your baseline, and that mm. the Switch Pro would run it smoother with a better draw distance, you know, with all these upgrades. 
but then they weren't able to. But I started thinking about it, and and while that, I mean, maybe maybe that's that's true. I I'm start. I feel like that's more conspiracy theory level um, thinking. I really think that maybe this was this was the idea for the game all along, and honestly, I don't hate it. Like I, I this, like I said, it's my it's my very favorite. That maybe it's recency bias, or maybe I'm just not as discerning a customer as you know, the 16 year old down the street who's wearing Pokemon T-shirts and Pokemon hats and planning on getting Pokemon tattoos. Like maybe I'm not the maybe me not being the target audience makes me the perfect audience for this game. Could be. Yeah, and, and you said it before, too. Certain games have a certain style. Um, and I think that's a great point. Um, you know, you, you're not going into that necessarily expecting... No, you're not, but maybe others are. Uh, you know, expecting, you know, next-gen, otherworldly, you know, this is going to be completely different and overhauled and, and whatever, you know... You, you're a fan, obviously. I mean, you, you have a, a very well-rounded experience with Pokemon and, and other like titles. So, you know, you, you I'm not going to say you walked into it with rose-colored glasses, but you walked into it as a fan without, you know, with knowing like some background, like ah, this people don't like this about it or they're whatever this about it. You know, you had that, you mentioned that. But like you said, you you know, maybe you're not the one that's sitting there and being like, you know, you're being very glass half full about it. Yeah. Like you get it. You understand it. You're not sitting there destroying it just based on, you know what, this is a terrible game because the shadows are off. Right. <laughs> well, it's kind of, you know what, and I guess maybe it's more, I guess maybe, what if I, so I guess maybe if I compare it more to towards sports, maybe I can understand a little bit more where they're coming from. Like, you know, this, this Eagles season obviously was very up and down, right? I think we can both agree on that. Mm-hmm. And it ended it ended in the playoffs, which we didn't think we were going to get to. Um, and there were times throughout the season where, I mean, we did a podcast where I went on like a 20-minute curse-filled rant on the, on the team and tearing it apart and just shredding it, right? And as the season went on and they changed things, you know, things got better. But there was stuff to like earlier in the season. And while I enjoyed it, maybe, maybe I guess these Pokemon fans that are destroying the game, maybe they're much like, much like me early in the season. Their expectations were just such that anything short of 100% spectacular, their passion for it, is anything other than perfection isn't good enough. Right. Yeah. No, that's, I think, and that's the thing. I think you have to kind of take games like that with the way they are. So, you know, look, does that, does that short change in graphics, does it still discount it from being a great game in your opinion? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I, and I think there's a bunch of other games. We're going we're gonna to really hit modern games here, and, and, and that was the kind of the, the precipice for this one. And we're going to kind of go back and forth with different things that we've played recently, um, you know, graphics-wise, 
and and I think we both have some uh, some you know ideas and and thoughts too on kind of the other way too, where it's like, hey, this might have spectacular graphics, but you know what, this is pretty terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I've got got some of those, but I I shot you one, and I know I kind of caught you by surprise with it, but uh, I've been playing a lot of Sackboy for the PS5, and I think to me this fits in this this perfect realm of, you know, talking about where you have a game where it's you know obviously it's 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 fitted for next gen consoles it's uh, spectacular on gameplay um has great multiplayer has fantastic music and for the for the for the for the world for the environment for the style to me it has very good graphics um it really does you know and and but if if you've ever played the the little big planet games before you know it's in the same exact vein because that's what what it is another one in the series here's my thing though and this is the i think the thing that i was really thinking with this one i don't go into that game playing it because of the graphics at all you know i i I understand the type of game that it is um to me those type of games regardless if it was on um you know the ps5 the ps4 or if you had a similar game that was on a switch or some other, you know, some other console, you know, that that's that's not why I play it. It's right. a fantastic game. It still fits the mold of a great game. But it, it's not because of the graphics. You know, yeah, the graphics are good and they're 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 wonderful for the style, but like I'm you know, compare that to look at what's an upcoming title next month for the PS5. Oh, Horizon. Oh, well, that Grand Turismo, I was thinking of Grand Turismo 7. Oh, yeah. I Honestly, dude, until you told me the other day that Grand Turismo 7 was coming out, I had no idea. Yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm a, I, that's that's in my wheelhouse. Those games, you know, I, I have not played one in a long time, but that's it's in my wheelhouse and it's an anniversary edition and I'm all about it. But those to me, those things, because that's that's going to be like to me, one of the first times we're actually going to see what graphics can really do on next gen systems you know what i mean yeah that's gonna be to me legitimately real i'm not expecting that with sackboy i think that's where i was at in my head whenever we were talking about this earlier it was like this isn't gran turismo this isn't you know this otherworldly you know this looks like you know real life game but it's still a great game it doesn't have to be the graphics that do it you know there's other things so I don't know. That's kind of where I was at with that one. I'm not saying the graphics are bad. I don't, not at all. I have no I have no qualms about them because I realize the kind of game that it is. You know, it's a, it's right. a cartoon. You know, it's it is what it is. But at the same point, it's not what it makes it. You know, and um, I don't know. I just I, it's one that th- to me is really interesting to think about in regards of modern games. Doesn't don't necessarily have to have it. And I think a lot of the ones we're going to talk about here are probably more Switch related though, um, because that's kind of where we're at with this concept (laughs) yeah i mean and that's the thing so if you my my thing with the switch is i love it i absolutely love it and i don't care that it's an underpowered system but at the end of the day what we have to face as video game fans is that it is an underpowered system it doesn't compete with the xbox series x it doesn't compete with the ps5 the fun factor does 
But honestly, looking at the systems, it doesn't compete with the PS4 and it doesn't compete with the Xbox One. It is its own system. And it should be judged by that. But the problem is everybody wants it to play the big AAA games that are on every other system. And so that's why it's so important for Nintendo to make sure that their games, their first party games look good and that they get these exclusives. So, you know, Nintendo or um, yeah, Nintendo Odyssey, Super Mario Odyssey, gorgeous game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely stunning game. Um, you know, uh, what's the other one that just came out? The, oh, the one that's coming out. It's uh, Kirby Forgotten World. Looks like an absolutely gorgeous game. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't wait to uh, get my hands on that one. Breath of the Wild, even for being a launch title and being something that is that can run, albeit not very well, on the Wii U, is still a, it's still a gorgeous game. Yes, it has its 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 graphical limitations, but it's a beautiful game, right? Now, what's something that all of these games and uh, and Sackboy's Adventure have in common? Oh, they all have iconic. Iconic characters and iconic, you know. Besides that, I mean, more like from a from a gameplay stand or or from a from a game standpoint. What is what what's something else that sticks out to you about those games? Mm, Other than the fact that they're all fun and really enjoyable, the music. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So the music and the and the sound effects, and that's something that I find in. Legends Arceus or Arceus Arceus. Um, Dude, I'm gonna butcher that all freaking episode. Um, (laughs) it's something that that game has in spades, and you know, and it everything matches, everything goes together the art style, the, the, the sound, everything, and it all just comes together to make a great game, and so. You know, it, like I said at the at the outset, it sounds kind of silly to say, "Does a game need to have great graphics to be a great game?" No, but you know, there's something to be said. It, it's that extra little icing on the cake, so to speak. You know, it's something that brings it all together. You know, that's the right. That's the thing with the audio track on on games. I've always thought that too, and. You know, I've, I've made it a point here. Hell, I, look, 14 years ago, I had a six-episode wrestling theme show podcast that I ran that I posted out on the web. And I we flirted with uh, throwing some uh, audio out there from that at one point or another. Um, but I've always been a big fan of that, but I've always been a big fan of soundtracks in general, movies, TV shows, video games. So, yeah, big, 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 big difference there. Ties it yeah. all together, makes it a fun experience. Hundred percent agree. And that's the thing too. Like, let's let's diverge off of our our video game topic for a moment. And let's let's step into the world of, of movies and TV. So there are certain, and I'm sure for you as well, there's certain shows, certain movies that the music made it ten times better, and it makes it to the point where, like, a lot of TV shows, if you don't have them on dvd or or blu-ray or whatever and you try and watch them on a streaming service and it's so far down the road you're going to be let down 
because those episodes that you're watching, you're expecting that, you know, that banger of a song to play during a specific scene. It's kind of like we talked about with, with wrestling tapes where, especially in ECW, since they use licensed music that they didn't have the license for, (laughs) (laughs) they, uh, they had to dub over it on, on the tapes and stuff. And it just completely takes you out of it. And it takes you out of the moment. But that, but that song being there could really just make or break that scene. I can think to something, something recent that, that came up. Um, so what uh, a song that really makes the scene and actually this song now gets me super hyped up, even though it's not like a hype song, but there's a song by M83 called um, do it. And it's in an episode. It's at the end of an episode at the end of a season of letter K. And it's just like this kind of like poppy dance track, but it's, it sets the scene for a fight. And so now when I hear it, like, and, and I'll come back, like, I swear to God, I'll sit here. And I did this one night, um, not too long ago. I watched that scene over and over and over again. It must've been like 10 times that I sat and watched through the whole scene and through the credits just to hear that song in the context that I first heard it because it was that cool. And then I can take it to the flip side where on the flip side, I was watching scrubs on Netflix and there was an episode where if I had a million dollars by bare naked ladies was played throughout the scene. And then I went and I was like, all right, you know what? I really want to watch that episode. I went, I put that episode on and it's some generic, like, just terrible pop song playing in place of it. Right. And it just completely ruined. I had to go get my DVDs. Uh, you know, I was trying to watch it on Netflix for convenience. So then I had to go get my DVDs out and put my DVD in and, and watch it that way because it ruined it. So the, the, what, what experience? I mean, you've got experiences like that, I'm sure. Right. Dude. In uh, just thinking when you were talking about that with, um, mentioning with uh, losing out on streaming services, obviously one of the first things that came to my mind too was ECW uh, hardcore TV. Um, right. You know, and you know, I, I do luckily I have some stuff um, from, from stuff that I recorded, <laughs> you know, nice. back in the late nineties. Uh, so I do have that, but um, you know, I always think of like really simplistic things. Like I remember, you know, watching Boonock Saints on DVD and that has such iconic DVD menu theme music. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's it's in the movie, but it's in the movie for very few seconds. Um, but on the menu, because it's repetitive, it goes over and over and over again. So I can remember, you know, we would all be, you know, you, me, Brooks, whoever else, we'd be sitting, you know, you know, playing games, whatever. But and inevitably end up throwing that movie on, and it'd be on, and we all pass out, fall, you know, fall asleep. And uh, the, the theme is going to play over and over and over and over again, you know, and it's just like, man, I just really love that. But it's, you know, you go try to find that, go try to download it. I have it's it. Not, yeah. It's, it's, really, <laughs> it's, really, it's really hard to find though. You know, it's not, oh, like yeah. it's, an, it's, an, it's, an, it's not an easy thing. I'm fairly um, certain that was a, uh, that was a LimeWire download back in college. Exactly. See, it's stuff like that. But those are the things that I always think about. And that's the thing that was funny. We're, you know, I'll kind of circle back around to Sackboy. You know, that's why I love it. They have uh, some very, like, speaking of licensed music, unlike ECW, <laughs> um, <laughs> they do. And, you know, I, we're playing it through and, 
you know, uh, it was funny. Um, actually, I was playing last night with the kids, and uh, they had Jungle Boogie, uh, which is really funny thinking about it because <laughs> that was an it's ECW. FBI. No, it was uh, uh, Two Gold Scorpio. Oh, that's right. That's right. Why did I think yeah. that? No, the FBI was staying alive. Staying alive. Yep. They had the, yeah. uh, the staying alive remix. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, but Jungle Boogie was too cool. Scorpio. But anyway, they had that in my, my, you know, they were like, Katie was like, what is it saying? And I'm like, Jungle Boogie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. She, so what, what it was, she was like, what's the name of this song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. But it was really funny. But then the, we were playing it early, uh, a couple days prior. And, um, you know, this, uh, this, this song comes on. It sounds very elevator music-ish, you know, typical, you know, background. And uh, Danielle came out and said, is that Material Girl? And I was like, oh, my God, it is. And they have, like, this, you know, cover of Material Girl by Madonna. Um, but it's it's just, like, sounds like elevator music. Get out. Um, the game. Yeah, and it's really, but there's oh, a I haven't bunch gotten of, to that part yet. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that through that game. And it's just really cool. And But to me, again, same thing. It kind of makes it. Um, but you know, yeah, dude, I, I'll go back and forth on things with, uh, you know, finding, um, you know, soundtracks or these things that just really make it a better experience. Um, I find it more with games, um, and wrestling, I think, uh, than I do anything else. Uh, but I do enjoy a movie that has, um, you know, solid music throughout. And I think that's what makes like a movie like uh, let's let's kind of go down this this road too, like Guardians of the Galaxy so good. Yes, um, just because it's such a killer soundtrack. And I'm not saying that you know the movie's not good, but you take out that iconic music out of that movie, what do you really have? You have a great movie, a funny actor and Chris Pratt, and a, a bunch of other you know good stuff going on in your typical Marvel movie. If you take the music out, it's a different movie um you know so i I don't know just really yeah i i I could go on about about those those types of things because they're just really yeah no no dude and i get it 100 i 100 agree with you that's the thing with that like you said with that movie you know you would still have a good movie without it you would still you know that would still be a thing but but you add that in and it just takes it to a whole nother level yeah yeah exactly and it i think that's what makes it so good about the what we've been talking about here i know we've kind of gone down some different roads but look you know modern games um you know talking about pokemon legends arceus or you know some of these other the ones that we've mentioned so far you know it's not the graphics that necessarily make it it's other things it's gameplay it's the music so to that point um what's what what other games are on your mind about you know hey you know the graphics may not necessarily be up to snuff, but man, the game's amazing. You know, there's there's a couple games that, that come to mind. And, you know, it's hard to say on some of these, you know, some of them it's going to be a little bit weird for me to say it because at the time, maybe the graphics were the best thing going, you know. But when you look at it, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, you know, my famous go-to. Um, playing it now, NFL 2K, the graphics are kind of weak, but it's an Xbox game, an original Xbox game, a PS2 game. You know, it's not going to stand up to the test of time. It's not going to be the Madden that just came out, you know. Um, 
but looking at looking at some other stuff that's come out, let's see. Try to think because I mean, pretty much, pretty much any any non first party title that's been on the Switch, um, you know, Bomberman R, Super Bomberman R, not a not a graphical powerhouse, but you know what? It's a damn fun game. Um, space, dude. Okay, the Space Invaders game. Um, oh, space Invaders Extreme. Yeah, uh, yeah. Space Invaders Extreme, Space Invaders Infinity. I think is the one. Uh, the most recent collection that came out, but it just adds so much, and it's still like the core gameplay is just so fun. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I, dude. I find that same thing too with uh playing. So, I uh, obviously, I've made it a very good point here. I'm big on Tetris. Um, you know, Tetris 99 is the same vein. Look, you're talking about a, a, a different variant of a game that's how old. Tetris 99 itself is not that old, um, but it's it's not like it's lighting the world on fire graphically here. Right. <laughs> but for right. me, it's ridiculously fun. And and it ha- again, and we're going to talk about this in a different way too. I think this is something that we haven't mentioned yet. And I think this is a conversation that we could have with a game like a League of Legends even. Look, it's fun because of maybe gameplay or maybe audio or maybe you know uh, other reasons. Uh, competitiveness. Um, when you start getting these games online and playing them, um, I think that's a whole other element you could add to say in this conversation. It's like, look, the graphics don't necessarily make it, but just maybe the sheer competitiveness makes it, you know, a great game. Um, you know, just a thought. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And in that vein, I'm going to say one and, and you're going to smack me in the head next time you see me. Worms. Well, no, you're not wrong. I, I completely agree. Uh, that look, <laughs> Worms was never even in its day. You know the graphics were. You know I'm talking like Worms Armageddon. Let's go back twenty plus years. Okay. Which which is um, odd to say because I if I recall that game is still updated by the developers to this day. <laughs> more <laughs> than like listen more than likely. I'm pretty because certain that still, it is. people still play it like crazy. Yeah. So, but even when it was released back in the late '90s, that still wasn't one of those that was lighting the world on fire graphically. It wasn't meant to meant to be either. It was um, really focusing on gameplay and multiplayer, and uh, back then, local area networks. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, good old land parties, kids. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was, but it was focused on different things. Um, but even to this day, you know, the graphics really haven't changed a whole lot on Worms. Um, so yeah, but you have a whole lot of other facets that make it a great game. Um, even even the more recent releases, you know, whether it's a re-release or a uh, or, or or newer newer version of it. So here's here's another one that that's um, fairly fairly recent, and I say fairly recent. It's it's come out in I believe the last ten years. This game came out. It was a PS3 exclusive, but I I really loved it. It was called 3D Dot Game Heroes. Do you remember that game? No, no, I don't remember this one at all. So if you still, I don't know if you still have a PS3 or not. I do. I do. Okay. This game, if you can find it at a decent price, it's worth snagging and running a playthrough. Um, so it reminds me a lot of the original 
Zelda games. And, and so like Legend of Zelda and um, Link to the Past or, or Link Between Worlds. No, Link to the Past. Um, and it, so it's like that, that isometric view. Um, now where it gets its name is everything is made out of voxels or pixels. It's very um, like Minecraft-ish. Kind of, but it's kind of, but not really. I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of, I, I guess Minecraft is a good, ex, is, is a good uh, uh, comparison for it. But the, where the, like the, the other draw to it is you create your own character. So people actually went online and you could, you could go online and download characters that people would design and you could put them in your game. And they actually, so like, obviously one of the most popular ones to get was a link skin or link, whatever you want to call it for your game. So you basically remember the, the drawn to life games for the DS Mm -hmm. very similar in that aspect where you're, you're actually creating the main character, the hero of the game. You could change it throughout the game whenever you wanted to. Um, so super cool. Plays very much like Legend of Zelda, but it is in that blocky, you know, 8-bit style that became, you know, super popular with Minecraft and everything. Um, outstanding game. Last, I just saw it um, the other day when I was at our, our local retro game store, and I, I hadn't seen it anywhere for a long time, but I still had my copy, but it was up to 50 bucks for a wow. PS3 game. So that's the only place I've seen it expensive. I don't know if it's if it's still high price. I'll, I'll check Amazon right now and see what the what it comes up at. But um, highly recommend that you check it out if you if you haven't played it. Um, ooh, that's not yeah, sixty bucks for the Japanese version. I don't even see a price for the American one. So that yeah, I was gonna say it's showing up for about 50, 60 bucks on eBay. Yeah, so I mean, it's an Atlas game, so that's that's typical for Atlas games. They they tend to appreciate in value. Uh, I remember there being a time where you could snag it for like ten bucks, but apparently that is no longer the time. Um, but I, you know, I wish it was worse. I can let you borrow it. it, but it's a it's a super fun game. It's definitely my favorite PS3 game. But that would fit that mold where it's just a super fun game, super inventive. It's got some great humor in it. Not the best graphical game you'll ever play in your life, but it's certainly one of the most fun. So speaking of uh, PS3 games, though, and I'll come, kind of come back, and I know we were kind of framing this around more modern, you know, meaning the last few years, but um, did you ever play Chime HD? No, I haven't. Puzzle, the puzzle game on PS3? Mm-mm. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a puzzle game in the sense of it's – it's hard it's it's kind of like a, a hybrid between a a tetris and some other things i don't know it's just it's a it's a weird puzzle game but it was developed as a basically for charity like the, the developers took the money because it was cheap it was like a five or a ten dollar game and all the money that it raised went to charity hmm. um supposedly if i recall correctly um, but it was there's some other variants of it, um, but the the one for PS3, the thing that made it great too again was the soundtrack. <laughs> so you 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 have to look up look up YouTube and look up some of the Chime HD music, okay, um, and some of the gameplay, and you'll see what what I'm talking about. But again, it's a puzzle game. It wasn't anything fantastic even for the for the system. Um, 
but it's ridiculous fun. Um, it just a very, very solid um, game, especially for the money, you know, because you really didn't have that much of an investment into it. I still have it downloaded on my PS3. I have not played it in a long time. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to say that it would fire, fire it right up right now, but I don't know that it will. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know what? As while we're on the PlayStation, how about Katamari Damacy? Yeah, it's another interesting one. Um, I never. So in this I, one, all all throughout the the life cycle, because you can go to either the first one, the second one, you can go for the one that just came out for Switch not too long ago, and and Xbox One and PS4. Never been a graphical powerhouse. Right? No, no, not at all. No, I was, and sorry, I don't mean to, to, to kind of go back, but Chime Super Deluxe was the name. I was thinking of the uh, another uh, version of it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but that's, I mean, that's another game. That, that was a huge, or at least, you know, it was very popular for a while. Came out with multiple sequels. None of them ever set the world on fire graphically. It was more about the gameplay and the quirkiness. And I think that it worked, you know, and it was a, it was a fun game. It's gotten how many re-releases across every system. Um, you know, to me, that's, that's another feather in the cap of it doesn't have to be great looking to be a great game. Right. Right. No, exactly. Um, and I think that's the, that's the point of this whole thing, man. We, um, I was really thinking about, um, some of these other ones and the one I've mentioned it here a couple times uh, on our pods and I've, I've, I've shot you the link for it was a uh, Distropolis. Um, it's a really simple game. It's a bunch of blocks that roll around a, you know, a field basically right. They're just shooting other blocks. But again, the music does it, you know, it's a, I think it's a five song soundtrack. Uh, it's, it's all, you know, techno or whatever the word is for it these days. Uh, electronic <laughs> music um but it's a uh, very it's excellent it fits really well um but it you know it, it works it works out well again it it's on it's a switch game um i'm not i'm sure it's out for other things um but it's it's one of those it's really interesting to me in the fact that even even that game doesn't meet up to what the switch can do uh graphically and it's still to me a great game Right. And then one more that I wanted to one more I wanted to mention um, before we we move on to the next little topic we wanted to hit real quick. Um, and that is Untitled Goose Game. Now, seen did you that. play I've that never, at all? I've not, I have not played it. I okay. just assumed that it was a lot like Goat Simulator. <laughs> so I, I, another perfect example, I was actually just going to say, you know, and another one to mention along those same lines is is Goat Simulator. Um but now, Untitled Goose Game, it's very simple graphics. It looks like um, like cleaned up old uh, PC graphics, almost. And it's, you know, it's very, the lines are very clean. The, the models are very clean. But it's just a two, it's a, it's a 3D world presented in 2D, essentially. Um, graphics are nothing to write home about, but it's an inventive game. And it's, it's fun. Um, Goat Simulator, I... I don't I don't know that we need to even really explain <laughs> that. I feel like you either you you've either played it and you've and you get the joke or you're never going to get the joke. No. Um and to me, I mean 
the biggest joke to me of all with that game is how many expansions have come out for it and how many updates, which it, it just strikes it's me as ridiculous. so weird. Yeah. yeah, like you can you can play Payday as a goat, so you're robbing banks as a team of goats. Like, okay, I guess I guess that's where we're going with this now. You know, like so it, it just goes to show it, it, that it's not necessarily the graphics that make the game. It, there's got to be more to it, you know. And, and so if you but but go in the other direction, if you had to pick like the prettiest game you've seen, the the one that that best personifies next gen what would you say that it that it's been like what was the first game and it can be i'll open it up to any generation what was the first game you saw where you were like the whole total package you were like man this is next gen gaming uh big beefy shooty boys Uh, well besides big beefy shooty boys obviously (laughs) you know that one that i can't wait for the general public to see this on the Sega Jupiter um, or the, or the, you know, it could come out on the Xbox. So there's still that time that the windows open for Microsoft to step up and, and, and make, make a move. Uh, I had to go there, man. You, 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 no, you, you, set, you set that, you set that up. And I, I, uh, I you would say out of the park, the um, first time that I was really in of course, this is, this answer is not going to surprise you. You know, I honestly always thought that this would be one of those things that I would have an answer for uh, a game that I saw on the computer, um, you know, a PC game or you know something to that to that effect. And there's a I do and I do to a point have a little bit there. I don't know the exact name of the game, but I'm going to use this as kind of my precursor, and then I'll give my actual answer. Um, there was an an indie car game that I remember playing on the first Pentium-based PC that we had at the house, which was along 94-ish. It was really early. It was like this, this I want to say it was like the second Pentium that was released. Not the, not the Pentium 2. I'm just saying like the second Pentium overall. Right, right. Um, based on speed and whatnot. Um, and I just remember seeing, it's like, wow, it blew me away, you know, but it was like, it was akin to watching like a virtual cop or, or one of those types of games graphically, virtual fighter, you know, that, that type of racing, you know, Daytona, that, 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 okay. like that. Um, Daytona. But, yeah. But like, but being able to play a game like that in your house, it just kind of really like, it was like, wow, you know, it's really cool. Console wise, the answer is not going to surprise you. But the first time I slapped Skyrim into the PS3 and was like, what is this? It was otherworldly looking to me. It was like, it was just crazy. Like I would spend time just watch staring at the sky, not because I was looking for dragons, just looking <laughs> at the graphics. You know, it was like, it was really cool. And I'd love to like kind of go back now as I have yet to throw it over the PS5 to upscale it um, with the, the, the most recent version because um, yeah I'm a sucker and I paid for the anniversary thing um, <laughs> but uh, the yeah, I, I got love it to see free. the difference but yeah the I don't think I got it for free did you get it for free yeah I got it for free I got I dude listen here's the deal I haven't bought that game I bought that game once and I didn't even technically buy it 
came with my 360. I bought a bundle that had it. It has moved from my 360 oh. to my Xbox One, oh, and then from okay. my Xbox One to my Series X. And I got it. They gave me the anniversary edition when I download when I downloaded over my Series X. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I didn't pay for the. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, I've I've bought that game so many times over. But yeah, no, I go back and I remember the first time I played that for the PS3 and was like, my goodness, just like I was just blown away. Um, now, granted, it was 10 years ago. Um, or the I could go back to the first time I smashed somebody with the ball bat in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fair so, enough. So, I, I... Uh, so how about you, man? Graphically, like, just first times blew you away. So I've got, I've got three. All right. Three different systems. So Super Mario 64 on the mm. N64. Um for the Xbox 360 generation, it was it, in the same vein. It was Obsidian, or, um, Oblivion, mm-hmm. because I spent wait probably as much time as you've spent on Skyrim. Well, no, probably not as much time as you spent on Skyrim, <laughs> but like maybe as much time as you spent on Skyrim on PS3 is how much time I spent on Skyrim or on on Oblivion on the 360. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely and part of that though was i got that game when i i got in that game and then during the time that i had it was when i hurt my hip and i couldn't i was out of work for a month and so i was sitting in my sitting in my apartment just playing that just nonstop. like it would seriously the sun would come up i would be up playing it some would go down. I'm still sitting in the same spot, like covered in Cheeto dust playing Oblivion. <laughs> um, actually, it was it was Sour Patch Kid dust. Um, but that for the 360. And then when I played the beta, well, actually, I played, was it the alpha build that I played? Because I was in the alpha and the beta for Destiny on the Xbox. Well, I, I played it on PS4 and on Xbox One. And when I played the al- I played the alpha on Xbox or on PS4, and I played the beta on, um, on Xbox One, and playing that playing Destiny for the first time was I was like, wow, this this is a next gen game. The graphics, the gameplay, everything about it, I was you know it had its hooks in me, and so that was when I knew what that generation was going to bring. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see that because the Destiny series overall is just so dynamic. It's it's very pretty. It's the you know there's a lot of like eye catching, eye popping things on that on those games. I, right. That that's yeah. I definitely could see that. And then just seeing the way you know being able to go from space into orbit and then down onto the planet and then back up into orbit and back into space and going and, and seeing the way that the ai behaved and you know how they would flank and do so i was like wow man this this like this is real like they they figured this stuff out and it just it was really good and i was very impressed clearly since i'm still giving them money <laughs> <laughs> oh man um before so we you move, yeah 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 it goes before we move on here was, do we have anything else on games or do you just want to kind of go wrap up here with our other 
topic. No, here. let's. Uh, I, I'm good. I'm good on the games. Uh, unless you had anything else to to go with. No, no, I don't. So let's jump into the next topic, and I'll let you kind of lay this one out. Yeah, no, I, I something we have talked about. I think we've done a couple times. Um, just kind of peppered it in here. Uh, what are you listening to? We've talked about music this whole time. Um, so what's uh, what's what's on your playlist? What's in your uh, car or whatever? So it's funny. It's funny that we were talking about TV shows and movies and stuff and how the soundtrack can kind of make it. Um, I've really, I've been watching and and greatly enjoying Peacemaker on HBO Max. And um, I think by the time this episode airs, Peacemaker will be done with. And, and hopefully, you know, I won't be upset with the finish. But, dude, James Gunn yet again killing it with the soundtrack. So this time, instead of like, you know, 70s pop, it's it's more 80s hair metal. Um, and so I'm listening to some Wigwam, who I'd never heard of before before this show. But if you haven't seen it, if nothing else, I need you to go on YouTube and watch the opening credits of this of this show. I need yeah. you to do that. I'll check okay? it out. Um, but dude, uh, Hanoi Rocks, um, Poison, Guns and Roses, um, this band that I, I'm I think is fairly recent called Dynasty, but it's spelled with a Z in it. Um, I downloaded some of their, I downloaded one of their albums. Like they've really hit the nail on the head with this. Um, you know, it, it's killer, man. The soundtrack is just awesome. Like looking just, if I do a real quick, um, the human paradox is the one song that really stuck out to me off of that album. But, um, you know, it's just been, and do you want to taste it as a song by Wigwam? So it's, Oh, well, nope. I'm not even going to do that because that's a whole other episode. I was gonna, I was gonna bring up a, a topic, but and then one more, um, one more song. So shows you how how out of touch I am with today's children or today's <laughs> youth. Um, so I'd never heard that song A B C D E F U. Had you ever heard that song? Have you ever heard that song before? No, I haven't. I don't, I, oh, I dude, it's great. That. It's great. Who, so who does I one? just discovered it. It's a uh, someone named Gale. G-A-Y-L-E. Okay. No, no, I don't know this one. So I highly recommend you listen to it. Uh, not with the kids around, um, but it's a pretty good, pretty good song. Um, and then a, a semi, I don't know if you want to call it a cover or what you want to call it, um, but it's called Faded Love by Leone. And it's the way that the song goes uh, everybody knows the Numa Numa guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so it kind of falls into that, like, kind of follows that song a little bit. Um, not the whole song, but like the chorus. So I, I can't. I'm not going to sing it. I know you're waiting for me to 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 like kind of play it out for you, and I'm not going to do it. So you, I was waiting because, for it. because my <laughs> voice. My voice is terrible, Tom, at least for, for that kind of stuff. You know, when I'm not screaming break stuff into a microphone drunkenly at Hollywood, it, it doesn't sound that great. So, um, you know, so how about you, man? What are you, what are you listening to? Uh, you know, my, my, my tastes are always very eclectic and all over the place. And I kind of go back and forth with things. You know, I, there, there are certain things I pepper in that are always going to be 
you know, things that I've liked for the last few years or all time or whatever. So uh, I'm looking back through my current likes, if you will. I just go through and I, I occasionally click stuff into my playlists. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the glitch mob again. So I'm really, really digging, digging that again. Um, but I would kind of went back and I rediscovered Gravity Kills. You remember them? Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. So and and Gravity Kills, if I recall correctly, we we were talking about ECW uh, a little earlier. They would play some of the uh, commercial music. <laughs> they would be Gravity Kills. Um, nice. it's, it's probably how I got introduced to them. Um, I've been really big into uh, Team Headkick, and I, I have no idea why. I guess because the gaming and the 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 music it just really if you if 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 you're unfamiliar team headkick does the uh, deadpool rap it's very yes. popular in the in the but they they have a whole catalog of no, all they do is gaming music and, and and pretty much gaming and comics it's all it is and it's just this ridiculous catalog that they've had over the last 10 years or so it's just it's a lot of it's funny it's um but the, there's a lot of talent there really i mean for what it is um but man, I don't know that they're really that universally known outside of the Deadpool stuff. No, I, I knew them from the Deadpool soundtrack, but I, I didn't know that they actually, I thought maybe that was somebody in-house that did that song. I didn't realize they actually had other music. I'll have to check them out. Oh, yeah. It's crazy because I was listening to, um, I'd posted something about one of the uh, Overwatch songs that they did that I really liked it. And uh, I have like a, every once in a while, I'll, I'll tweet like a song of the day type thing. And I posted one of their songs and they liked it. And I was like, yeah, they don't have a lot of followers, do they? <laughs> but <laughs> nice. no, no, very, very worth checking out because they've, they've it, pretty much 95% of their catalog is all gaming related. So uh, very cool. And um, the other couple that I've really uh, digging lately, Glassjaw, which I'm still to this day, it was one of those bands that like I was kind of lost out on. I've always heard of them. Um, and really didn't really discover them until the last month or two as far as you're really listening to them which it's really strange because I was such a Deftones fan and uh, Glass Jaw just kind of fell by the wayside and it's like I kind of was like man I found this other band it's like I'm not saying that they're exactly like the Deftones um, Glass Jaw hits a little harder but my goodness like uh, up my alley I just for whatever reason never gave them the time of day and really digging them lately and uh, Luke Hash, uh, which is, um, I, I mentioned Distropolis again. Uh, that's the artist that provides all the music for that soundtrack. It's just phenomenal electronic music and uh, really digging it and, uh, you know, just good stuff. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's kind of it, man. Other than that, I've, I'll, I'll always pepper in recently my, 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 my Leonard Skinner, but I, I will phrase one last question for you on this one. Are you excited for this year's halftime show? Um, before I answer that question, I'm going to tell you uh, there there were there were a couple more bands I wanted to throw out because I was looking at my most recent playlist and um, so just to give you an idea, so uh, balls out by the Bloodhound Gang, um, Skeleton Boy by the Friendly Fires, which if you haven't mm -hmm. heard of Friendly Fires, they're outstanding. Um, been listening to some Necro Goblicon. Are you are you familiar with them? No, I'm not. Oh, good lord, you need, dude. Okay, you need. <laughs> I'm gonna send you some Necro Goblin when we when we sign off tonight. You need to watch these videos. 
They're freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> so basically, here's the deal: they're a band, and they have a goblin. And the goblin, the goblin basically fills the spot of the boss tone in the recently departed Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Um, he just runs around on stage and and just acts like like a crazy man. Um, <laughs> and his name is John Goblicon. And he has he has his own he has his own YouTube show, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> and then the uh, the last song I'll leave you with is uh, "New Jersey Makes the World Takes" by Senses Fail. Nice, nice. So awesome song. So now back to your your question about the uh, the halftime show. Um, <sighs> complicated answer man i i am but i'm not um i typically skip the halftime show anyway i gotta work this year too Mm, so i won't i won't get to see it um i'm very (laughs) very torn on it uh i i do like some of the musicians that are going to be performing but and i guess it kind of shouts la um But I'm kind of, but by the same token, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it back like this. So if they're getting an LA themed uh, Super Bowl show, halftime show, when the Super Bowl was in New Jersey, why was it not Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi? Why was it the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Bruno Mars? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I'm just saying, if we're going with regionally themed halftime shows. That kind of would have made sense. That's a good point. I, I'm here's the thing. I, it was funny when they announced the lineup. First of all, I, w- I went with the which one of these things is not like the other with Kendrick <laughs> Lamar. Yeah, you know that one. Whatever. Um, but look, anyone that knows me, I've been a big Eminem fan for a long time. Obviously, the earlier stuff. Um, so that's cool. And. And Dre and Snoop are just iconic. Right. Um, but I'm really curious to see if like they pull out some of these other guys that, you know, over the years that have done anything with them. You know what I mean? Um, just for like a, a, a split second, you know, cameo, you know, because look, I'm going to throw this back to wrestling. We didn't have any great surprises in the Royal Rumble this year. And so right. I would really like some great surprises in the halftime show. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I could agree I with you see, on that. I, I want to see some Nate Dog running out there. <laughs> I want to see more G. Yeah, see, exactly. If we don't get some regulators, I'm going to be mad. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's the only saving grace for the Super Bowl other than um, maybe the Bungles will win. I don't know. That's Dude, I, I need the Bungles to win. Here's the deal. I like Matt Stafford. I think that Matt Stafford is deserving of a Super Bowl. I hate the LA Rams. I hate the LA Rams. I hate the Chargers because they play in LA. I never want anything good to happen to any team from LA. I never want anything good to happen to the city of LA. I just, I abhor the city. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And it doesn't help that they have Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller, who I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff coming out about Von Miller, but Von Miller is a douchebag, to put it mildly. 
Yeah, he's interesting. <laughs> so I, dude, I am so out on LA winning the Super Bowl. I, ah, it's going to be unbearable. Um, they're going to be like the Lakers 2.0, where people who have never even seen a football game are going to be wearing Rams gear and claiming that they're Ram, they're lifelong Rams fans. Right. So, and, and, and the, the owner's time, a piece of garbage too. And by the time we post this, you know, this, this, this all will be kind of funny if this is listened to after the fact, but, um, which is why we try to, we try to not to necessarily do uh, timely content, but we have to because it's the friggin' Super Bowl. Right. Um, look, I, I, I don't care for the Rams. Um, uh, the last time I cared for them, Flipper Anderson was a receiver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good that's good i like that um and I, don't get me wrong I, I i did like jerome bettis but that's right stopped um look I'm, I'm the same vein like matthew stafford it's a phenomenal quarterback it's a shame that he was not given any extra um opportunities in detroit um other than basically having to run really really bad teams and I'm not saying that other players that he was with weren't trying. It's just that he was just not given anything. Right. Um, and when you when you wrap the team around him, it's pretty evident what what happens. I, on the flip side, though, um, man, I, I don't know. This is gonna be tough because you look at the the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, LSU stuff, and you know I remember you know, hearing that, you know, once, once Brady was out of the AFC, uh, Mahomes was the, uh, the second coming and it was just going to be nothing but ring after ring after ring, um, which we haven't seen. Now they're competitive. Right. Um, but you know, and I don't mean to put the cart before the horse here, but, uh, you, you give me a few years of Burrow and Chase and everyone else there. Ooh, <laughs> this could be really interesting for the Bengals for a long time. Yeah, I mean, and it's not to say that they don't have scumbags on their team, too, because they still have Joe Mixon. But I just, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like I could deal with Cincinnati fans who have never won anything more than I could deal with fake L.A. fans. Yeah, yeah. And also, let's look at the, you know, listen, I will forever be grateful to Deshaun Jackson for everything he did in Philly, um, except for that game against Dallas in his rookie year where he let the ball go on like the three before he scored like a jackass standing in the middle of Hollywood diner in the bar surrounded by stinking Dallas fans. And he does that crap. Um, But what's funny to me is, uh, you know, if the, the silver lining is if LA does win, he demanded his way off of that team. Yeah, he did. He will have demanded his way off of a Super Bowl winning team, and that'll just make me laugh. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Oh well. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, really curious to see. I hope the halftime shows. Uh, you know, on paper to me, it's really good. I'm hoping it it lives up to even half of what it uh, could be. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It it's really those things are really hit or miss for me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I miss the uh, the old halftime heat. <laughs> yes, no, I, I agree. I agree. The Rock and mankind wrestling in an empty stadium. 
Yes, sir. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, this is this has been fun. We got anything else to close us out here? No, uh, I think that is about it. Um, do want to send some well wishes out to some people? I'm not going to name names just because I don't know, um, you know, if they necessarily want it put out there. But uh, there's some of you guys that are that are in our thoughts, and uh, you know, we're hoping that that things get better soon. So uh, I think with that. We have been the Noise Brigade. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at doublewidecoffin.com and big shooty, big beefy shooty boys.com.